0: So, the big question is this How can runners like you, who aren't professional athletes or paid sponsored runners, fix, heal, and correct lingering run injuries so you can enjoy your passion for running for the rest of your life? That is the question. And on RunPainFreePodcast.com, your host, Jessica Marie Rose Leggio, gives you the answers. Hello, hello, everyone, and welcome to the Run Pain-Free Podcast. Thank you for joining us. We have so much to go over. Today is our 100th episode. Yay! And we've really put a lot of work into this. We have a lot of things to go over today. And because it's the 100th episode, we're not going to do all these firecrackers and all this stuff. No, no, we're going in for real. Today, we're talking about the importance of heart training for a runner. And truth be told, I've done this, I think, 15 times. (laughs) So it is really important today that you pay attention, listen. We have so much intel from so many different angles, and I'm going to do my very, very best to give you information you can digest. And which is why it's the 15th time I'm doing it (laughs) Because there's a lot of information And the heart is a very mysterious muscle And we all know it is literally the most important part of the human body So without further ado, let's just get into it I'm going to take a sip of water I hope you're hydrating I talk about this all the time People complain about their bodies not doing what they want But they're not even giving it a baseline of hydration So let's get some water in before we begin I'm also a very loud drinker. Whenever I'm in session with people, they hear me drink because I have my earbud in and I'm very loud. (laughs) So, but look, at least they know to go. They all take sips when I sip. So that's what's happening. This is actually happening on a Sunday. If you don't know, now you do. I am a big football person. I am not watching football to do this for you all so it's a big deal even more so I hope you're enjoying whatever day it is that you're listening to this but today is a Sunday when we are doing this so let's get going so I really wanted to talk about the heart I'm gonna just give you like a little premise before I go into it Uh, I actually do have a heart issue I have an electrical heart issue I have other personal reasons why the heart is important to me and my family I do know as an expert in this field that it is highly misunderstood and honestly not talked about, and the more and more articles that are happening today about people, specifically runners and not people, that are dropping on courses or having fallout that is that extreme, is more and more, it's more frequent, it's more often. It actually does happen more often than not, but until somebody actually drops on a course or someone catches someone dropping, you don't hear it. And it's really important, and it's why I really get annoyed with people who speak just uh, with no background in health and fitness or sports and fitness let alone injury or organs or anything like that biology and talk about running and just go out there and get it done like there's so much that has to be known there's so much that has to be understood to just go out there and get it done and there's a lot of misconceptions so it's really important that you guys understand this for your own health for longevity for longevity in the sport but overall in life because the number one way to a life that is long and mobile is mobility and the minute you're not mobile everything goes downhill so without further ado let's get into it the runner's village time to toe the line All right, everybody in Runner's Village, we are towing the line on this one, and I'm gonna give you a backstory. Today, I'm gonna talk about Becky. Becky is a person who is an extreme endurance athlete, and she's been in the medical field for over 25 years. And I'm not gonna say what part of the medical field, but she is high up in the medical field. And the she came to us for post-hip replacement correction. She had hip replacements just four years ago, and did a 30 miler just a year after her hip replacement and had never hadn't ran since so luckily she has a friend who is a run pain-free athlete and guided her to us and she's been with us now for a few months and i did this like i said i said this i did this episode this is 15 times so i've done it well before i knew her but we were about to post it and I had a conversation with her that I was like, oh no, I wanna redo everything and really put this into it. And she gave me the okay to use exactly what was happening. This is real time. Like this, that was that big of a deal that I needed to go over it. So we were on a call and I was commending her on how good it was that she had ran in zone two. And she was like, oh no, I thought that that was bad. I thought I should have been running in zone four or five and I lost my mind. And so her stats were something we had to go over right away. And immediately I was like, no, we need to go over this. So she was like shocked. So I said, listen, it's a, you want to stay in the lower range of your heart. But as an endurance runner, she really believed that pushing meant that she was doing it, it right, better, and getting more uh, conditioned. It was because her push was associated with condition. And so when you want to, when I, I'm like, no, no, the zone two means I don't have to actually make your heart work even harder to train it down. She had no idea. So what I wanted to do was I'm trying to get her back on track with her physicality, her physiological biomechanics to run properly because she got a hip replacement on the wrong hip. Not that they did the wrong hip, but they did the wrong hip. That was a problem. The reason that the hip went out and that they replaced it was because of the other side, not the side that she got replaced. So all those, all those issues were still present. So immediately that was sidetracked to me because that's easy stuff. Heart stuff is more important. So the minute we have this, I had to go over this with her. Because my number one thing to do is to get all that pain out of the way so I can get your heart training well. And so right in that moment, this was all happening in real time in a session. We had this conversation. But the thing was, it wasn't even just bad that it was that she was thinking that it was 45. It was that her husband was also doing that. And her husband is a high ranking uh, United States Coast Guard a retired veteran and he's also very competitive and she shared that they were very competitive with their zones and like how many minutes did he stay or she stay in zone four or five and literally lost my mind. And a sidebar right here, fitness professionals, educated fitness professionals, I have to preface that now, uh, we all know that zone three is at the top end of 85% capacity use of your heart and you never go above that, ever. So the fact that Apple up until this past year never went above three, but Garmin did, Strava did, Fitbit did. I don't know if Fitbit have zones, but I know people went up, but definitely Garmin and Strava. And I would lose it. And I'm like, there's no such thing as zone four or five. Absolutely not. You're never above three. So I really go into that, and we have always gone over hard stuff with our people. It's something we do privately in-house with our members and our athletes. It's not something we just openly talk about because it's so complex. However, the life and the place that we're living in now post-pandemic, post-COVID, things are very different, and we've had to adjust and approach and give out more information that's going to help that. This is a little bit of a sidebar, maybe a longer part of a sidebar, (laughs) but it... It's important because we no longer look at people the same. Whenever someone comes in for a consult, it's one of my standard questions is, did you have it, COVID meaning, how long did you have it? How bad did you have it? And I ask very specific questions because it changes how I have to approach the person. Uh, We have people who are coming to us just for fallout. We've worked with a lot of long haulers. We work with a lot of POTS people. And I actually do have POTS. We'll get into that on another episode. But these are all things that change now with how we look at it. So um, that's why, as we are a company that leans on education, this is something we had to start talking about. Hence why it's taken us 15 different times of doing this podcast for us to get it out right and where I feel comfortable and I feel like you're going to be able to digest it. So Becky was a great person where I could get you guys to like sit in her choose for this podcast and really hear what she felt. So she was shocked. She totally didn't know that this was creating any damage at all to her heart. And I was like, no, we got to talk about this because heart scoring is real specifically for endurance athletes. And so this is exactly how people get scarring on their heart. It's And it's worse because, again, her husband was doing it and he's actively still pushing in that higher end zone while she's already gone down to zone two without trying. That was fallout for her. I'll get into that later. So he's pushing on purpose. She pushes on purpose. And because she had come off of running from her physical injury, she was still doing that. She did that after her hip replacement. She ran a 30 miler and pushed. So I needed to explain this to her and give her the seriousness of how heart damage occurs. And when you have heart damage, the repair is scar tissue. So this is how a runner drops on a run without any warning. And I'm gonna get into explicit detail with this. And also just look out for our visuals later and and other forms of our podcasts and injury analysis that I'm gonna go over heavy with it. But for you guys to listening to me now, like getting into your, I'm getting into your eardrums, get this into your brain. She was shocked that this was associated with how runners drop without warning. And she expressed that that the competitiveness was like, were you 600 minutes? How many, she said that they would look at their watches and at the end of the week, it would be almost 600 minutes that one of them would be in zone four or five. And I, I, my mouth dropped. I said, this is literally causing heart damage and you don't even know it. Because doing cardio work is said to be good for you. You know, do cardiovascular work. Get outside. Get walking. Get running. Get moving. Get your heart pumping. Get your blood pumping. But there's never any conversation about the other side of that when that is associ- When you have to push for that, and the reason with this is that everybody associated push with faster runners, ultra marathoners, tri sport, men, They're pushing. They're pushing. That's not the case. Someone who's just getting off of a couch and going to run, pushed. That's a push. But no one talks about it like that. So, oh, I'm just getting up, I'm getting out, and I'm getting going. That's not always, it's not a healthy thing overarching. You have to know how to do that properly to protect yourself. And so this is why doing cardio has an adverse effect. And she realized that she had been pushing her heart for years She is 53 or 54 years old. She's been doing this her entire adult life, if not longer. So there's a lot of fear that immediately kind of like smacked her. You could see her face, she was a little bit shocked, but she was like, oh wait, wait, like I need to talk about this because my husband's doing it too. And she realized how much they were both doing it. And it's scary to think about how much they could have scarring on their heart that they don't know because you're also healthy. You're not just sitting on the couch. There's so many misconceptions about an athlete or athletic or an active person. You look good, so you must be fine. That is one of the biggest issues when it comes to heart health. And I think more and more now people are getting more keen on that because of COVID, because it hit the endurance community so much harder than everybody is talking about, but the endurance community and cardiologists know this, and I think more people should be talking about it, and I'm gonna do my part and do that here. It's something we've always talked about as fitness professionals. Before I had a heart issue, it was something we were already doing. We always did it with our clients as early on as beginner trainers. It's something you have to do, you have to know. You have to have education in this. So it was really important for me to get this explained to her. So I explained how her injury actually saved her. And so let's get into that. Her hip surgery naturally set her back. She wasn't able to run. She wasn't able to run hundreds of miles, which is what she's used to. Her friend would joke to me and say, is she ready to run her hundred miles yet? (laughs) That's what she's gunning for. Like she really wants to get back out there and do her hundred mile. And you know, this is a woman who biked from Canada to Mexico straight and she camped the whole time. And she did it for over two months. She biked straight. She's a, an endurance extreme athlete and it's no joke. And her and her husband have been doing this all over the world, wherever he's been stationed. So, this is something she is really going for. Because her hip surgery stopped her from running, she couldn't do it anymore. So while her hip was recovering, so was her heart. And her heart rate was changing because she wasn't pushing it so much, but her push overall had stopped completely. She she wasn't able to push because of physical injury, phys- physical pain uh, physical recovery. So she was, she actually trained her heart down without even realizing it, which is what I would have done anyway in run pain-free. It's what we do for everybody here. We train the heart down, come out of that conditioning, but she's been doing that for four years, not even realizing it. And so the heart can't, the heart does. Okay. Ready? The heart can repair itself, but it's extremely slow in regeneration. So How the heart repairs itself fast is scar tissue. So because she took that time where it's been four years, it's been a slow recovery. So she probably did. And this is probably I don't have images. I don't have a scan of her heart. She probably did heal a lot of her heart because she couldn't. She was still active, But she wasn't doing her level of activity, therefore she wasn't pushing. The push was off the top, which is really all this is about, push. Everybody's push is different. So it was really good, and because it disallowed her to push, so her heart was already training down, and so she was running in zone two, rocking out in zone two. She had physical She had physical documentation that she was just hanging out in zone two, which is like goal. That is the goal to run. And I, I was like, no, no, this is a good thing. But it was an eye opening for her. And that was crystal clear. It was crystal clear to me how to get her heart conditioned down and get her husband on board. So. We're all about this heart health prevention here. What is damaged is damaged, but learning about it is the prevention of further heart damage. Pace is an indication of function, period. Pain is precedent, so if you're not biomechanically sound, then the superficial pain is gonna present itself. However, once that is corrected, the real reason and your real ability to run presents itself and that's your heart and your lungs capacity. So this is why a non-educated person or uneducated people need to stand down to sport specific training and conditioning because running is a sport. Contrary to popular belief, it's the more seasoned endurance athletes that truly believe that pushing is healthy when in fact you need to stop the push of the pace as an immediate course of action instead. As a result of this, we mandated heart training years ago in the Run Pain-Free program, and once we did that, We started educating all of our athletes on this actual reason on how they can run is their heart and lungs and its capacity all into the run pain-free athletes, literally one by one. We didn't do this overarching. We didn't do a heart event. It was really one-on-one because the heart really matters specific to the person and it's very person specific. Your push is not my push. Becky's push is not my push. Everybody's push is different. Becky's husband's push is is not her push. So suddenly, I was able to really get her to grasp the idea that pain and pace and heart were all very different, but all very associated. And we need to talk about that, even the Boston qualifiers. These are things that Boston qualifiers are not talking about, they don't know about, and they really have this belief system when it comes to pushing and that's how you that's how you get qualified this past year Boston did not allow over 11,000 actual qualifiers into the race it was their biggest amount of people that they did not let in these are people who trained probably hurt themselves cardiovascularly let alone physically to qualify they qualified and they still didn't get registered. they didn't get into the race however all the charities are in all the all the bibs they give out are in all that is in but people out here who are literally doing harm to themselves without knowing you guys don't know you don't know you're doing harm to yourself you guys are pushing your limits to get into the race and you're still not able to get in but what do you do you're like i'll do it next year i'll be older so it's the 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 number come your qualifying pace number comes down the the older you get so everybody's like just keep doing it until you're a certain age but you know the older bracket is listen i have a guy who's 67 68 years old he said to me he goes jessica i gotta run a 402 to get into boston i'm gonna reiterate what i just said he is 67 68 years old and he looked at me square in my face in his session and said jessica I have to run a 402 to get into Boston. I looked at him and said, are we having this conversation for real? (laughs) Because 402 is a fast marathon. I don't care what anybody out here, I have people who do run 230. I have people who run sub three, yes I do. 402 is, is a fast marathon because it's not the majority. He's literally looking at the numbers as a 67, 68 year old man. That's what he has to run. You can't be serious. So for now, I could get him to do that. I already know what he, he's a faster runner. I could get him down to do that. Do I want to No. why he had double lung pneumonia with first strain of COVID? Absolutely not. No, we're already at a deficit here. It's not healthy. It's just not healthy. If that's going to be a push, that's not healthy. So this is what I'm saying. Like it overarcs people. So someone like Becky, who does this regularly, who pushes, pushing is a part of running for her doesn't have any association for it. But when I'm able to stop the pushing of the heart and pace and pain associated with that, even for my Boston qualifiers, everything changes. So what's the plan? So here was the plan. We started to address the limiting belief that pushing pace is what you should be doing, and get them to understand the real reason of why the heart the heart is so complex, why it's so complex, and explain how complex it is to everybody. And we did that through implementing heart training into the programming. And this is not for everyone. It's not for everyone. So everybody's push is relative. So it's not everyone did the same thing. That's what I mean by it's not for everyone. I'm meaning that it's very specific to the person. So it's not just for fast runners. It's for anybody who's running because your push is going to be associated or relative to your athleticism that you've had for life. But here was still a problem. Even though we implemented all of that, we still had a problem. Runners still had a belief that They can push pace and choose a pace and further dictate a pace with their legs. Front loaded with ibuprofen and run a marathon. This is what people still believe. So now I still have to go in even deeper because there's so many loud mouths online. There's so many microphones out here and everybody has a platform and people believe just because they run a race they're they have education to tell somebody else how to run a race and that's not how this works just because you do your taxes does not make you a tax accountant just because you can change your tire does not make you a mechanic just because you can change your oil doesn't make you a mechanic just because you run a race Does it make you a coach, an expert, an injury go-to, a cardiovascular pulmonary understood, educated person, a VO2 max person? No, it doesn't. So we rolled out heart and lung training as a protocol for all our runners. And now we actually get people just for heart health training. And we use a ton of communication and data. We are, I don't know how we're known for it. It's kind of sneaky. <laughs> Whenever we get somebody in a console, is applying for a console, and they specifically are saying, I need help with my heart, I know it came through the grapevine. I know somebody told somebody because we don't openly say, hey, come to Run Pain Free for heart training. We don't say that. So it's even more of a person that I know that's like seeking serious help what did we achieve with this? We ended up getting so frustrated that we decided to be more education driven because this is people were still coming to us. We we rolled out the lung training, the heart training as protocol, and people were still talking about things about this ibuprofen front loading and pushing pace. And I'm gonna run this pace. I'm gonna do marathon pace today. I, I lose my mind. So we ended up being more educational driven. And so I started educating people specifically on their pace and how indicative that is of function. The body, the way we program here at Run Pain Free, the Run Pain Free program is highly scientific and proven. Uh, we let the body tell you what I said. The program itself is designed to physically tell you what I said. So you, I can talk all day till I'm blue in the face. When you take the tools I give you and you go out there and use them, Your body tells you what I'm saying. You're like, oh, I felt what you said today. I felt that I wasn't feeling that chest pain. I felt that I didn't have that upper back pain. I could actually talk a little bit. I opened up more, I felt it differently, I, didn't, I felt my glutes for the first time today, I love when I get a glute message, I felt my glutes for the first time today, I didn't feel my, the outer knee because I actually opened up, I didn't lock up my IT band pattern, I know my patterns now, people still talking about that who never took a, a myofascia functional movement pattern thing in their life, we're winning here. The body will only ever do what it can. So pushing is forcing, and forcing equals injury. We don't stop there though. We chose to call it the heart training portion of the run program, the run pain-free program design specifically. And we thought that if we could create something that would make it possible to change fear with excitement to learn and come out of that with prevention, We'd be really happy. And so after implementing this into the program for each individual person, taking formulas and applying it to them specifically, we created the heart trading portion of the program design, which involves a lot of data from them, from every one of our runners, and a lot of communication from us and explaining what that data about them means to them and means for their ability to run for life. I can now keep our athletes' heart healthy and they understand their hearts and their bodies even more now. That is the most important part. And so we were able to achieve conditioning our athletes' hearts to be healthy for the real reason that they're able to run. We get the pain out of the way, the pain that's precedent, your Achilles tendonitis, your plantar fasciitis, your knee pain, your, your wannabe runner's knee, which ain't runner's knee. Look out for that next podcast again. Uh, it's not it band. It's not your low back any pain that you got. We get all of that out of the way and we get to the real ability for you to run. So your body can show you its true potential, which is your heart and lungs and to do it safely for life. And it aids the heart and not damages it. That's exactly what the run pain free program stands for being active and running for life for real. After creating the heart training portion of the Run Run Pain-Free Program design, we were not only able to educate and condition our runners to their heart capacity, but we've been able to stop people from causing heart damage from pushing the heart repetitively, resulting in heart scarring and scar tissue on the heart, which actually makes dysfunction heart. We'll get into that another part. Because now we can actually do so much with the education and tools we provide and guidance further those people with actual scarring we train the the heart down so the lack of the function gets more it gets the ability to actually recover build better heart function and then use that as our new baseline so at the end of the day it means that we're able to run without the fear of damaging the heart not making it worse, and the unknown damage occurring on every run will stop everybody from running unexpectedly sooner than they want. So be giving this education of getting them to understand where their heart is, what their baseline is, how their body is responding. We're able to mitigate that heavily, if not eliminate it. And that is what Becky is sitting in now. And because of that, Becky has a whole new outlook on not only the correction that she's here for for her physical body and her hip and her mechanics and her biomechanics. But we jumped right into heart conditioning because as an endurance athlete for the amount of years that she has been, but the level of the endurance athlete that she's been with her husband, heart scarring is a real possibility and that needs to be addressed right away and trained down right away for both of them. So. This is something that we really look forward to with her. We look forward to getting her heart to stay in that zone too, and her being able to sustain that for her next 100 miler. I know she's gonna do it. I know that's what she wants to do. And really our job here is to let you do what you wanna do, just healthy, safe, no heart scarring, no heart damage, no physical injuries, healthy, hydrated, fueled, kidneys functioning, lungs functioning, brain functioning, heart functioning, And all your joints. (laughs) So that is what this whole premise of this entire podcast is based on. And it's important to take that fear and swap it for knowledge. And this is just the beginning of our heart training segment. And that's the finish line for today's episode. You're not just a runner. You're the key to your healing. Learn how to run stronger after injury at runpainfreenow.com. Until next time. Athlete, 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 athlete.